it's back to a car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, All right. We're tuned into back to a cut here with Josh DiMatteo, Matt Beatty, and Jake Eisenberg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just got de- got delivered some fantastic news from the NBA. Well, fantastic depending on who you are, but <laughs> basically, the eight seeded games that they're about to roll into in the bubble are not going to count toward the end of season awards. So in saying that, we thought it was high time we kick into our, I want to say second favorite episode of the year behind over and unders, because that's always a good yeah, time. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably right. <laughs> and this one always ends up in argument, but we're going to roll oh, yeah. straight into the NBA end of season awards. We have six categories, coach of the year, rookie of the year, six man of the year, most improved player, defensive player of the year, and MVP. Mm-hmm. We are going to mm-hmm. each record our third, second, and first choices. First gets three points, second gets two points, third gets one point. Jake will tally, and at the end of all this, we will come together mm-hmm. and announce I will our say backdoor cut be, award winners. It's a big call giving me the power of the Excel document. We all know my <laughs> mathematics skills um not not the strongest but you know yeah well you're in excel so there shouldn't be any dramas because you're in excel it's true it's true it's supposed to do it all for me so yeah like how can it go wrong exactly right exactly right well mate i was stoked to see that that news because i was like yes because i've got you know a few future bets on one of my favorite things to do is bet constantly future player awards throughout the year so i've been jonesing looking for sports bet to give me some cash out options, updated odds. They've been taking them off the board, putting them back on the board. Um, the only one it looks like I'm going to win is potentially most improved player, which we'll get to, which is my favorite um, award. Maybe, but- maybe. It's no guarantee though. The most improved race is pretty hot well, in of itself. I would say it's probably the tightest one of them all is the most improved player race. Oh, Jesus, six man. Jesus, no, no, man. That you no most most, no, most oh, improved okay. is, most improved. is the one. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you reckon COVID's going to have an impact on the NBA awards ceremony? <laughs> big show well, that they've been putting on the last couple of years. They can. Can still we finally the, be rid of that? They can still yeah. do the big televised event. It's just there'll be Adam Silver and the winner, and maybe their mum, and that's about it. Well, look, they've been they've done the NFL draft remotely. They did the ESPYS, I think it was, remotely, and they're not gonna they're not gonna miss another opportunity, especially with this COVID and everybody glued to their TVs. When something actually, um, kind of different happens, they're gonna be definitely yeah. doing. Unfortunately, the another awards night. Um, I like it's so much better when you hand out MVP in the middle of the second round, and then yeah, Giannis doesn't get it or LeBron doesn't get it and they meet in the finals and there's like this extra layer of fuck you I'm LeBron I've got a old beard I deserve MVP yeah did you feel last year that. we were we we're missing that a little bit oh definitely just the gap after the season it's like nobody cares about the awards the, yeah. the regular season ended yeah, in the yeah. middle of April and then you have the awards in July basically it's like it's it, people have already forgotten about the season by that point it's just free money at that point. Like yeah. everybody's glued to their TVs. Um, 
and then yeah, you, you're going to hand out the MVP to a champion to a dude that didn't win, and then everybody's going to roast him on Twitter. Like, yeah. who, who, who won the ring though? It's like the twelve year olds, and that's what they sound like um, on Twitter. Yeah, like you can you can see it already. LeBron winning the chip, and then Giannis winning the MVP. Yeah, and everyone's like, well, whatever. Exactly. Or, or, or other way around. Anyway, why right. don't we get straight stuck into our awardees here? Without further ado. Yeah, kicking off with Coach of the Year. Mm. Who wants to go first? Who's brave? Yeah, Bake Dog, look, you get in there, mate. Um, so I gave my three to Bard. I thought that was oh. pretty I, I just think the best record in the league. Coach of the Year, Mike Budenholzer. It's wow. not a bad shout. Back to not back. Back yeah. to back, yeah. I, I mean, bad, obviously it helps it. when you have the league MVP on your team, but... I think their style of basketball and what he's been able to do since he has arrived in Milwaukee is is tremendous. You know, that's they're trying to win a championship now. He's he's transformed them and stuff like Brook Lopez, the sort of reemergence of that guy and, and how he's managed to turn him into this stretch five and it's really sort of helped their defense and their offense at the same time. It's yeah, I, I think he's just made good moves. Mm. This is it's almost like his his coach of the year bid is a two year stretch. It's like it started at the beginning of last season and See, we're still rolling into it. He is not even on my top three. He's not on mine either. So that's three points. Crazy. What a start. It gets coach of the year. I mean, like, it's not a bad shout. He's got the best record in the league. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, your logic is flawless here. It, yeah, it, look, if he was to win it, I'd be like, I get it. But he's got the league MVP. He's on my defensive player of the year ballot as well. The system is in place. The coaching has already been done. They've, he won coach of the year. Now it's just. So why why are you taking that away from him? Um, I just is, is it is it fatigue? Voter fatigue. Voter fatigue. Um, I'm done with him. Um, it's all Wait, young. I, I'm tell you. I'll tell you someone who is bound to be on your list who I'm sick of talking about. <laughs> I don't even need to mention his name. <laughs> like talking about voter fatigue. Come on. Well, I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's on my on my ballot. Oh, he, controversy. I don't know who okay, you're talking well, about. Um. Well, then, and then my two votes yep. I gave to uh, Nick Nurse. Okay. Yep. Nice. All I right. think that the Raptors losing Kawhi, obviously that was a tr- it's a huge loss. One of the best players in the league, and they haven't really missed a beat. Yeah, I mean to to lose the MVP, the Finals MVP, should I say, and then not capitulate but keep fighting for the second seed. I mean, mm-hmm. this one's pretty self-explanatory. Nick Nurse has done. We thought last year was a good job. Mm-hmm. He's even mm-hmm. trumped that. This this is a Herculean effort. They're they're. They've over, what's it, exceeded expectations so much more than like we could have ex- like expected. When we did the over unders, they were sitting at like a predicted sixth or seventh seed, maybe a fifth seed. It was like Bucks, Celtic, yeah. Heat, Sixers, top four, hundred percent, no worries. They've but no. destroyed everybody this whole entire season. And as much as um, Siakam has been really, really good this year. It's been it's been a team effort, and it's been the system. He's been plugging and playing small ball. They've lost they've lost Gasol for a massive chunk of the season, and Anobi's been in and out of the lineup. They've had injuries up and down the entire roster for the entire year. And as a Celtics fan who's seen the Celtics exceed expectations as well, 
we have not been able to catch them to get to that two seed. Like there was that stretch where they won, like I forget what it is now because it's been so long, but they won like 14 of 18 or 17 of 18 games while the Celtics went on their own like 10-game winning streak and they, they got like one game back throughout that, that kind of period. Without like a superstar player, like I know Siakam's good, but they don't have that top dude and they're the second team in the East. Um, for just, me, just the mere fact that they've gone through so many different lineups this year and never dropped off, I think, seals it for me. Yeah. He's done a great job. So he's on my ballot. I'm gonna say he's my number one. one. He's my first. He's my first choice for for coach of the year. Um, yeah, awesome. I think he's. I think he's solidified himself as the best coach in the league. From in my opinion, after winning the title last year. It's a tough one because, like, I agree with you, but at the same time, it's—I mean, we've got to remember—it's only his second year in the sure. league as well. So it's very like, how do you compare that to some of the the vets that have been coaching for decades? To pops. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. But I mean, yeah, so far what he has done in the league has has been amazing. Mm. You, can't, you can't fault him. He's got great guess. memes too. That like mouth open <laughs> meme where he goes the, the call it's great yeah really for embrace those Canada. audio jake just gave a really funny face <laughs> coaches the canada national team now mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. He's, just, he's basically canadian i know it's awesome. <laughs> he has a guitar dude puts it on his back he's just a chill guy um for my one one point i actually don't this is one of the ones where i just left it blank I've got a list of different names. Oh. So I don't know whether or not I'll have to make my. You guys have got to convince me for my last my last vote. You got to you got to ch- chuck in a placeholder merely well, for the voting system. The names that, that I had, I had Nate McMillan from the East as well. I thought Indiana, yeah. um, without Depot for a big period. Again, they're another Very team true. that don't have you know a solid sort of a real established superstar kind of guy, and and mm-hmm. they've been they've been good. They also miss Brogdon for for big periods, and and they managed to stay. What are they now? Yeah, they're thirty nine uh, and twenty six. Like. Yeah, like it's a pretty good record, right? The team that's just above them, the Heat, I think Spo as well, who's you know obviously Jimmy Butler's a big, a big signing to bring in, but they've been they've been really good in the West. It's hard to go past the two LA teams just because of record mm-hmm. again. I think Vogel's come in and handled the sort of egos and the personalities of that Lakers team, and 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 they're the the, the number one seed in in the west. Doc, I almost yeah, I almost put Vogel on my top 3. I switched it to Spo, but I couldn't give it to Vogel just because I'm like, yes, you're doing a good job as coach, but also what percentage of the coaching job is LeBron actually doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of, it's the same sort of thing that I had with Bud and Giannis because it's it's mm. I mean like where do you draw the line between it's just a freakish player and and actually it's it's good coaching. I don't know. I mean, obviously, LeBron has had his sort of run-ins with coaches over the years, but yeah. I, I do think that Vogel's managed to to take that job and really just get on with it. And there hasn't really been any sort of drama or talk of LeBron not liking him or like yeah, LeBron, that's huge. LeBron just got on with it, and if that's probably a good thing, right? That's a plus. Mm-hmm. That's actually massive. I, I agree. I would yeah. have had Vogel in my top five if mm. we went to five, but I think like Jake, I just couldn't give him points for being successful with arguably the most talented team in the league, mm. even though it is a job to manage that and he's doing a really good job of it. Yep. The the fact that he we didn't I didn't see a single story about oh Jason Kidd's angling, LeBron wants Kidd as the coach. We didn't see anything like that all season. 
that's a that's a big credit to to Vogel for sure. Um, no nonsense gets it done. Yeah. Um, All right, Jake, who'd you go? I had Spo at three. I just like, dude, he just gets it done, man. Like, I know I, I love the talent on the team. Obviously, Bam took a jump. Jimmy Butler's a um, perennial All Star, but to Kendrick Nunn, rookie, Duncan Robinson, rookie, uh, Tyler Hero, rookie, Myers Leonard getting the run. Like, just all these like little pieces that he's made just work to perfection. I think for what the talent level is, I I think that they've hit their hit their ceiling pretty much, um, which I think actually bodes not particularly well for the playoffs, um, to be honest, because I don't know how much you can rely on Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, um, and yeah, and Jimmy Butler to shoot fifteen free throws a game. But from a regular season standpoint, man, I mean fourth in the East, making it all work, managing the egos again. Um, and he, yeah, well, just I got a, good. I got good news. It's a regular season award, so he's exactly, in. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and also, while you know, Beatty made a point. Nurse, you know, doesn't have the the legacy. You suppose one of those dudes where, like, if you see him third on the ballot, you're not going to be like, oh, he doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Hundred percent. Who who'd you have uh, second? Um. Oh, I had. Um, oh, Billy Donovan. That's right. Billy D. Nice. Yeah. I didn't even. Think of Billy Donovan yeah. because Chris Paul's been coaching that team. Well, that, <laughs> well, I guess interesting. I'm kind of maybe being a bit of a hypocrite here, where I'm giving uh, Donovan more credit, even though I don't know Chris Paul um, is probably doing a fair bit of the coaching on that team as well. But a similar kind of case for the Raptors, where going into the season, I think we all took Doom. the under. We expected them to blow the team up. Da da da. They're running this sick three man line, like point guard lineup with Shea. Chris Paul and Schroeder, yeah. who might come up in the six-man discussion. Um, you know, again, just all these mismatched pieces we're going into. It, we're like, yeah, there's some talent on this team, but to be a five seed in the West and like, oh, I forget what the stat is, but like after their first, like they had a rough start. They've got um, like one of the fifth fifth best elite fifth best record in the league after Thanksgiving or something like that. I've heard it on the Zach Lowe podcast. Yeah, they've just been killing people and really good teams pretty much for the whole second half of the season. Uh, they're definitely one of the feel-good stories of the year. Who doesn't like watching the Thunder go do their thing? Billy Donovan's done a great job. That's a good shout. I think you could argue it's the first season in the NBA that he's actually been able to coach as well. Agree. Like not, <laughs> may, may, not having, maybe not having Westbrook is, is you know, like the guy had a good record in college. I think he was mm-hmm. coaching in Miami for, for many years and like, he came into the league with with that reputation, and then all of a sudden, you've just reverted to Westbrook and Durant, and the three other guys just stand on the corner and, and mm-hmm. watch those guys. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, Chris Paul, that's a big influence as well. But I, they've just got good vibes this year. Yeah, it. dude, you got to get points for the vibes and the Thunder have been <laughs> funky all year, man. Like Chris Paul, dude, Chris Paul, man, he's just he's just awesome, and. And this is supposed to be about Billy Donovan, but <laughs> <laughs> but dude, he's been so good this year. I hey, like credit him. for Bill, credit to Billy Donovan for putting Chris Paul in a position to succeed. Yeah, dude, f- f- super fun team to watch. Quick question: Do you think there's anything in that being such a long time college coach? Billy Donovan's used to working with mishmash lineups every year, new guys chucking in, figuring it out each and every year. 
Do you think working with a mishmash lineup this year, he's Mm. been able to adapt a bit quicker than maybe a, Mm. I don't know, a a seasoned NBA coach? I think it just, if like good coaches are willing to like make changes based around who they have on their team. Like I know Brad Stevens came from college as well. And as much as I'd like to give Brad the most credit in the world, I think if you're just a smart coach, you like you switch your system and your style based on the guys you got on your team and like Spoh's willing to do it. Um, like all these guys that we've got on the team, like Bart as well, I think it's a bit more system based. Um, but I mean, obviously that's got, got credit as well, but yeah, maybe, maybe you're right though. I know Brad, Brad's pretty malleable, willing to put Ger- I mean, with Gerald Green into starting lineups in the playoffs and stuff like that. Um, yeah, sure. Josh, what a great hypothesis. <laughs> you spitballing, spitballing. Yeah. What have, what have you, what have you got for us, Josh? Yeah. Wait, who's your number one? Nurse. Nick Nurse, right. Okay. Yeah. My one vote, like you, Jake, goes to Eric Spolstra. I think he's just done a terrific job Mm -hmm. with a Miami Heat lineup, which is predominantly rookies and second-year players and undrafted guys. And, I mean, like, to get – squeeze this out of them, I mean, Mm. needs needs really no explanation. Uh, I've put Nick Nurse as my second choice. And I've gone at number one for someone that no one's picked so far. And it's not due to record. It's not due to anything like that. I've picked this person purely because they've been able to come up with a plan and an idea where nothing else was working. And it worked. I've gone with Mike D'Antoni for the micro ball lineup. Mm. I I considered D'Antoni as well. But make the case... Joshy boy. He's saved Westbrook's career. He's created a whole new theory of playing without a big man at all. I mean, like, early days, we don't really... Um, even before the season ended, we only got to see this for maybe a month before everything wrapped up. Mm-hmm. But in that one month, I was seriously impressed how he's just gone all in on an idea. I mean, who, what coach does that? Who's got the ghoulies to just... Go, without a big man at all, find me another coach that would put their hand up to be the first to do that. I mean, it's, it gets my vote. How much credit do you give to Dan Tony? And how much do you be like, it was just Maury Ball, man. Yeah, I, I think he's on office, right? I think it, he's it, the right coach for that job. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that Maury would have been to Dan Tony, had a couple of conversations. He wouldn't have just got rid of every big man on the <laughs> roster unless Dan Tony first told him, I've got this idea. What do you reckon? I do think Dan Tony's the guy for the job. Like from, you know, going back to the Suns days with the seven seconds or less. Like if you're going to find a dude to do kind of um, something we've never seen before, I think you're right. This is the the dude for it. And yeah, that point about unlocking Westbrook, this is, I mean, he's had some, he was done this season. Yeah. He was awful um, for a little while there at the beginning, but then dude, it's some of the best basketball I've seen him play. Like if, if not the best. Yeah. So, yeah, he gets my, my full three points. Wow. You have him as your full three points. That's wild. Yep. He's my coach of the year. That's wild. That's out there selection. So <laughs> can we just – so I had I had my three points was Bud, two points was Nurse, and one point was Vogel. I'm going to give yep. it to yep. Vogel. Yeah, I've got Bud, Nurse, Vogel, and then, Josh, you were D'Antoni, Nurse, Spo. That's me. All right. Um, so Nurse wins that for sure. 
because you gave him the three. I'll, I'll, we'll get, we'll get three. to that at the end. I'll get to that at the end, right? Okay, mate. Look, you're talking to the guy who struggles with math. I don't even, I don't even <laughs> haven't got a single number on my screen yet. I don't even know what I'm doing. I've just got a bunch of names. <laughs> all right. Well, while you're doing your maths, maybe Beatty and I will move on to Jeez. rookie of the year. Yeah. All right. I think this one's pretty straightforward for the at least yeah. two of the options, two of the selections. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, yeah, a lot I, of them are straightforward for the first two. I I, I had Ja Moran as my number one. He's mm. the, he's the guy, right? It's yeah, it's he's the man. Yeah, by default, it's it's Ja. I mean, I think the more interesting conversation, I guess, is like what would have happened if Zion had been healthy for two thirds of the season, as opposed to like. No, like we're considering lost most of this half the season. And while that is a very, very interesting conversation to have, unfortunately, he's not the one we're having. Played, he only played 19 games. So yeah. I got to go with the guy that played. Okay. Look, yeah. I've got Jar and Zion one and two. Um, Jar's do we all, sick. Do we I, all have Jar and Zion one yeah. and two? Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. to, okay. I was lucky enough to see Jar Morant play in person in Staples Center back in. Um, November, and while the Grizzlies did get blown out, um, you could just tell, man, that he is playing at a different speed to a lot of the other guys out there. Like, he's he's a super athlete like Westbrook. He's, mm. I don't know if he's, he's Derek Rose level, because obviously Derek Rose won an MVP, but man, um, he's, the way that he slices into the, into the lane and can just pretty effortless dunk on dudes. Um, yeah, and you can just tell that he he's a leader, hard worker, all that all that good stuff, um, and vibe. This is another vibe team, great vibe team. <laughs> the Grizz, great. great oh, they they brought back the retro Vancouver Vancouver Grizzlies unis. Um, hey, the Grizzlies have been a fun watch all all season, um, and Jar Jar's been Jar's been the driving force behind that. Okay, well, if we've all agreed. Jar and Zion's one and two. Who have you got for the only actual pickable option, Beatty? Mm. Who's third? I really struggled with this. Hard. So, so did I. Yeah, this is a really tough one. I ultimately I went with Tyler Harrow. Me too. I I honestly Ooh. I don't even really know why. I just think that <laughs> I think his impact on a team which is going to go to the playoffs, like he he's actually a, an important piece for them. And if if my if you took him off that team, Miami would be a, a much worse team without him. That's think, essentially the exact same reason. Yeah, the the other guy that I was kind of tossing up for this was uh, Eric Pascal, and that was kind of where he obviously playing on that Warriors in, in that situation, they're not mm-hmm. for the playoffs this season, and that's where. A lot of his stats were probably garbage time stats, and, and I don't want to take that away from him because he was good. He's been really good for the Warriors, but I, I just think that Harrow has probably played in a team that are competing and it's got a little bit more on the line, and mm-hmm. you can probably put a little bit more weight on that. No, I've, I've, I had your exact same thought process. It pretty much came down to me next year. Is Pascal going to be on the Warriors? Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. Is Harrow going to be on the Heat? Absolutely. He's in their starting lineup. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I could, yeah, Pascal. This was, a, yeah, I mean, an absolute mess. Interestingly, I chose a different Heat rookie. Oh, did you pick Robinson? No. Or none. None. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, I was like, which one to pick? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I liked none a lot. Um, 
I mean, also part of it, I think, is because he the, 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 the later he was drafted, I'm giving him like extra points, which is unfair, <laughs> but I can do whatever I want. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, um, and like they don't, they didn't like he 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 stole Goran Dragic's starting spot. I think maybe that was more like a bit of a like by design kind of because you bring Goran off the bench as like your sixth man, and and because Jimmy Butler's really been the lead ball um, handler anyway, even with none on the court. But came out of nowhere was like you know everyone's googling none at the big first month of the season because he's dunking on people and like splashing threes over people. Um, he's been consistently good. He dropped off a little bit, but again, like it could be, it could have been anyone. I wanted to put maybe Brandon Clark from the Grizzlies was good. Grant Williams, I know Betty would have loved that. Um, if I would have put him in my third spot, um, but but nah, yeah, none, I guess. Yeah, I would have picked none if I didn't pick Harrow. Uh, other notables, I had Michael Porter Jr. Who I mm, yeah, and I guess the second enough, half yeah. of the the season started to play a little bit more, but yeah, he hasn't really solidified that spot in that starting five yet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Matisse Tybel on the Sixers, mm. I think mm. his game is probably a little bit one dimensional still at this stage. Obviously, he's, he's in there for his defense more than anything, but um, still, he's already playing big minutes on a, on a playoff team, which is maybe that's more of a reflection on the Sixers. But I don't know. Like, I think he's he's good, right? He's come out yeah. of college and he's contributing straight away. Um, and I had uh, Dumbia on on the the Pistons as well. Oh, yeah. The Pistons oh, yeah. probably you kind of forget about them a little couple bit, of weeks. He did, yeah. That's that's probably the perfect way to put it, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. What was it? Oh, yeah, it's a tough one to say. Is it Dumbia? Dumbia? Yeah, it might be Dumbia. Yeah, I don't know. Dumbuya. Yeah. But no, but like, hey. He's like pretty much the greatest thing the Pistons have going for them right now, which says more about the Pistons. But hey, yeah, they got something. They yeah, got no, something. he's 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 something there. They, they made they it into the backdoor cool. cut, honorable mentions, rookie yeah. of the year. <laughs> <laughs> we should get him. Well on done, Pistons. I will we'll, we'll hit him up. Say, mate, how does it feel? All right, so Beatty and I both had Jar Zion and yeah. Tyler Harrow in that order, and you practically did, but you had nine instead of Harrow. Exactly, yeah. So, well, that's um, all wrapped up. Yeah. Um, Six men. Yeah, who wants to go? I'll go. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dennis Schroeder is number one for me. Wow. He's your sixth man of the year. Yep. Yep. I. Um, I needed some difference. I was like, I could just put Lou Will and Trez again in here, but um bird of fatigue apparently is a thing for me <laughs> um, uh but schroeder again i can goes back to all that stuff with the thunder that three point guard lineup um but they've got going on is thanks to schroeder um kind of he got a lot of shit um over, like overpaid he kind of just got offloaded from the hawks for a very little return um because the the thunder are just accumulating assets and we're like oh yeah it's a nice move um, but he's always been a pretty like he's always been a good player. I know he always kills the Celtics. Like he can score from kind of all over the place. Wish he was a better shooter sometimes, but super long, can play make, can switch, and has just been effective all year. Fair enough, decent call. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to mix something in, but um, I'll, I'll get to mine. You keep going. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I I just think, and again, yeah, over just contributed to the Thunder getting the five seed. Um, and he was a massive part of that. Great shout. Yeah, dog. All right. So I go to my number two, or does someone else want to go number one here? Yeah, no, go, go through yours. All right. 
Now, this person didn't actually play six man of the year a lot this year, but he is technically, when all players are healthy, not a starter. Marcus Smart. Oh, I thought you were going to say someone else anyway. <laughs> Who did you think I was going for? I'm, I'm over here charging in yeah, the like, camera. Yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But Marcus um, Smart. Marcus I was Smart. going to put Marcus Smart too. Um, Marcus Smart. He just started too much for me. That's the only reason I yeah, didn't pick look, him. Look, I don't think he actually qualifies for the award. Um, but you know, look, he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be six man coming off the bench, defensive enforcer. Um, he's like a super underrated pick and roll dude can pass. Um, he just single-handedly wins games in the last like two minutes. Um, he broke the Celtics single game record for made threes this year. Like in a game that which they is, lost, you wouldn't have thought he would do. I know, and so this this year he's kind of he continued. He's finally um that's been the one thing. Can Marcus Smart become like a league average three point shooter because he's a defensive player of the year candidate? Maybe some would say, maybe <laughs> someone on this podcast would say. Um, but so obviously you've got that element. He's going to be a first team all de- all defensive player again. So he's got that. Um, the only mark against him is he isn't really a six man. So fair enough. If you want to yeah. go against him, but <laughs> smart. And who who's who's got one point? Uh, Lou Will, just because, like, obviously Lou Will. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like, he's the man. Well, I'll, I'll roll in. Yeah. I had Lou Will as my six man of the year. He gets all three points. Oh, me. just give it to him and, again. Well, mate, like, <laughs> <laughs> tell him to stop being the best six man in the world, <laughs> and I'll stop awarding him six man of the year. All right. Like he he comes on and gets twenty and ten, wins the game. Like, what do you want? It's fair. What about Trez? <laughs> what about Trez? What about the guy he's well, getting those assists well, for? We'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to that. <clears throat> I hope so. Maybe the first ever backdoor cut two players from the same team in the same award category. Anyway, wow. Lou will get my first vote. All right. Second place, and the reason I was getting so charged up before is because I thought you were going to say him. <laughs> Derek Rose. Oh, yeah. I thought about it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. Rose's fan. 100% go ahead. He, Mate, if it wasn't for Derek Rose, the Pistons wouldn't have won any games this year. <laughs> it's true. And they didn't, yeah. Yeah, and they didn't win a lot. Yeah, no. He, I mean, look at his offensive numbers. And by a lot of metrics, they're even better than his MVP season. I'm not going to say he's playing better than his MVP no. season, but the fact that he's adding so positively on the offensive side of the floor shows that we've got a few good years of Derrick Rose left, I think. I guess so, but then again, I, I'm I'm not giving any awards to people that win 20 games. As much as we love Demboya, I'm sorry, as well. <laughs> I can't give it to D-Rose for winning 20 I'll, games. I'll cop that. I always see the six-man-of-the-year award as the one where winning doesn't really matter because you're the sixth man. I mean, like, you were never the best player on the court to begin with. That's so. fair. I guess. All right. So I, I've gone with D-Rose there, and I've gone for Trez as my right. number three here. So right. Lou will get three points. Trez gets one. I mean, yeah, look, you, you want to go ahead on Trez? I mean, if it wasn't for Lou Will, I don't think Trez would be getting points. So Ooh, throwing shade. Not throwing shade, Whoa. but like, tell me Lou Will doesn't make up a good chunk of this guy's offense. Yeah, of course. But like, who's to say if my 
sixth man of the year, Dennis Schroeder wasn't in that position. That's true. He wouldn't be That's doing true. the same things. Um, Very he's, true. He's just like how many. But you have Dennis Schroeder one, don't you? That's true. I'm just saying. Just saying. There you go. I guess. So I've swapped. Uh, I've swapped it with the the real one, Lou Will. Wow, righto, righto. Um, yeah, look, Trez is awesome, dude. I wish he was on the Celtics. Like he is just quintessential bench dude. He's gonna come on and everybody on the team's being like, dude, just slow down, please. You kind of do have Trez though. You got Anis Cantor. What? Did, please do not tell me you just compared the two players. What do you mean? What do you mean? Hustle, rebounding, putbacks. Rebound, rebounding putbacks. Like Trez can like defend people. Yeah. Oh, sometimes. No, Trez is a good. Trez is a good defender. You think? Yeah, and as long as they're not anyway. giants. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to start knocking this guy. There's never been they a coach they can't play Trez in the playoffs. It's yeah, that's exactly. true. Not that there's been a lot of Trez playoff opportunities, but yeah, dude, he can he can he can switch onto smaller dudes. The only thing he has a little bit of trouble with is like Anthony Davis, but who doesn't have a little bit of trouble with Anthony Davis? And he can still hang like at least a little bit. He's gonna fight tooth and nail. But man, I've seen, well, I don't want to get into a Cantor thing. Cause actually great interview by Cantor on Bill Simmons' podcast recently. He's, he's um, gone through some shit. Um, mm. But uh, I, like, I, I'm confident, actually, that's not true. I'm not that good at dribbling, but like a very, very low level point guard can just put Cantor in a blender. Whereas Trez can switch on to anyone pretty much and hold his own. Um, I, might, is, I might need to pay more attention to his D. Um, but obviously you've got him at the third place. So I'm like, I agree. He very much is deserving of this. Um, yeah. Beatty, how about you? My three points was Dragic. I think Dragic. Has been, oh yeah. He's been really, I mean, I think I'm a little bit biased cause I had him in my fantasy team this season. <laughs> so you've watched him closely. I've watched it. Yes, exactly. Um, but I, I think his, his experience and his ball handling in particular for this Miami team is is incredibly important and when there's nights when Jimmy doesn't have it it's usually Goran that does have it and that's that he's going to keep them in games and he's going to win them games just because of that um, obviously we talked about uh, none earlier and I think Miami have just got a, a number of guys in that backcourt that they can throw on the ball they can mm-hmm. all sort of shoot they can all sort of play make I think Goran coming off the bench now it's it's better for the balance of that team um I yeah, like... I mean, like, Goran's still a starting quality guard. They've just oh, moved yeah. him to the bench to have a starter come off the bench. Yeah, and I mean, well, he, I think he averaged, averaged 28 minutes this season, 16 points a yeah. game. Like, he's, it's just production that you, oh, you need that off the bench. If you're going to do anything in the NBA, you need guys that come off the bench and, and give you numbers like that. Mm. I actually love no, this. Love this. This is who I should have instead of Marcus Smart. Um, but... <laughs> But that's okay. Yeah, dude, yeah, 16 and on like 38% shooting from three. Like, he's he's literally the perfect six man for, for this team as well because once Jimmy goes off, you need that other lead lead playmaker and point of attack. And he's he's definitely become underrated, I would say. Hmm. They can they run these 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 white guy heavy lineups with drugs. <laughs> Harrow and Robinson, and there's just there's threes flying. My Leonard, <laughs> yeah, my exactly. You, they've literally had four white guys on the court at the same time. They're, they're, I think Crazy. Miami now are the official, you know, white guy team. Dude, <laughs> splash it! Sure had the the championship belt before this season, but they certainly haven't. They've stolen it from yeah. whoever it was. Yeah. They definitely got it now. 
Um, love it. Who have you got? Who have you got? Uh, two? My two points. I I went with Montrez. Okay. Uh, sort of what we were touching on before. I just think that Montrez for that team is, um, he's just more. He, I don't want to say he's more important than Lou. It's very difficult. I found it very difficult to split these two, but I think that typically what the Clippers would start with Zubac and then within, I don't know, four minutes, Montrez is out there. And then he kind of plays the bulk of the center minutes really after that. Um, I, I, the Clippers have got a number of guys that are backcourt options um, or certainly ball handling options. And I think once we're in the playoffs, it's just going to be a whole lot more Kawhi and a whole lot more Paul George anyway. Um there's probably going to be some Lou Will moments, but I, I just think in their front court, I mean, Montrez is so important to them. I kind of looked at it from the point of view of like, if one of those guys got hurt, who would make a bigger impact, or what would be a who would be what who would you notice was missing more? And I would mm-hmm. probably say it was Montrez. That's a great call. That's, that's a great way. To look at it. Yeah, that's yeah. a great way. To, yeah, because if if Lou, if Lou Will goes down, they've got Reggie Jackson as well. Who the fact that Reggie Jackson is now their third point guard. I mean, we're going to get to this when we talk about the Clippers in the coming weeks here. Um, but man, like their, their depth is, they're like, they're prepared for half a team to get COVID and still be really good. Like they're good to go. Like, I can't Reg- believe Reggie Jackson's a Clipper again. I know. Dude, <laughs> they're, they're awesome. Like he, the fact that like Reggie Jackson, not meant to be probably a starter. And he, like he's, I think he could, he could ever easily take those Lou Will minutes and provide a different kind of value, probably not quite as like prolific scoring, but defensively, much better uh, defender than Lou Will. Like Lou Will, that's definitely the biggest knock on him, right? Like um, he's keeps he's he, like against against the Lakers, man. Like I don't know how much he's going to be able to play. Like LeBron's going to be hunt like hunting him, hunting him. Um, so maybe Jackson kind of turns into that to that option in in, in some points. But yeah, love Trez um, for that for that reason too. But I mean, you, got three, you, baby. you literally look at the depth chart. It's like who plays center if Montrez goes? Like it's a whole yeah. lot of too much. Like they, uh, maybe is Joachim Noah any good anymore? Like who knows? Like <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't so. know. He's still got the bicep vein, which yeah. I always um, notice is a like good reason to still be good. <laughs> I suppose they would go small, and it would be like Marcus Morris playing five, yeah. or Michael Green so playing could... five. Yeah, but like against the Lakers, that's going to be like yeah, AD is going to fix. You're going to yeah. struggle for sure. Um, All right. Right. One point was, uh, this is a bit of a, bit of a out there one. I, I went with Jordan Clarkson. Oh, no, no, oh. no. No, oh. I'll stop you there. This isn't out there. I watched a few <laughs> jazz games yeah. this year, and they would have been dead in the water yes. if that guy didn't and come on and I, I kickstart him up again. It's heavily weighted in the fact that I watch a lot of jazz. Mm. I think the kind of player that he is is very similar to Lou Will in, in the sort of role that he plays for for well, what he has been playing for Utah. But, yeah, you're right. He, he There's been times where Utah's offense has just been completely stagnant, and it's really it's come down to Jordan Clarkson to just spark something off the bench, and, and he has done that. Uh what did he average since he'd come over to Utah? What did he average? 15 points a game, 25 minutes a game. So, yeah. it, I mean, it's, yeah. That, He's perfect. No, I'll, I'll pay that. That's a good pick. I, I've always thought that Jordan Clarkson is good. Like, no matter what, he's going to come on. He's going to take some some questionable shots. Yeah. But, like, dude, he's, he's like a Jamal Crawford type, Lou Will type man. When he, he's, and he's perfect for that, for that role. Is he comes in, he's going to shoot four or five threes. He might make five of them. Like you, you don't know what's going to happen. Like 
Um, unfortunately, them losing Bogdanovich, but like in the playoffs, man, like you can definitely see a game where Jordan Clarkson comes off the bench against the Rockets, um, where it's small ball and he's able to you know go off against some of those wings. Um, great pick. This has been definitely yeah, the most pick. diverse of the awards so far. Um, some great, great job by us. I'd say. Have you have you got those tallied, Snakey? I've yep got them there. Easy peasy. Right. Most improved player, your fave. So you go first. I'm I'm what? It's your favorite. My favorite is my favorite. Um, I think it's become my favorite this year because I think I've nailed the bet. Uh, <laughs> it's become my favorite award. Um, but most improved. Um, and Josh, man, you've been on this dude since he came into the league. I always give you credit for that. Bam out of bio, Miami Heat. Man, the leap that this dude has made has been ridiculous. Mm. Ridiculous. Like going into the season, um, I think, um, so Sports Illustrated does his top 100 players going into each year. I think it's like the best list mm. um, done by like Rob Mahoney and Beg Gulliver. Like they do an awesome job at putting it together. Um, and he was like in the nineties and he's an all-star now, like to, yeah. to jump from a player going to the season as like borderline top 100 to being a 20, a top 25 player. He's a defensive anchor on the four C like without, you take Bam off this team, like as Beatty was saying, like with, with Trez and how he fits in, you take Bam off this team, dude, they are screwed. Yeah. Mm. They are screwed. Like he, he's. He's, he's the point guard on a lot of possessions. Yeah, yeah he's Draymond. I think I think his ceiling's higher than Draymond because he's a more elite athlete. Unfortunately, he doesn't shoot threes. <laughs> like, he shot 0.23s per game. He's got a decent mid-range game, though. It's not out of the question that it'll develop. True, I guess. And, like, even even like Draymond, but that, even, when, when the Warriors were on those, like, hectic runs, Draymond was, like, at least able to, sh- like, shoot at a... At a he tried it. Slightly below league average level. Bam doesn't even take them. But man, he went from obviously he played less minutes, but he was averaging nine, seven, and two to 16, 10, and five. It's ridiculous. Mm. And he's got his name is Bam Adebayo. <laughs> he's sick. One yeah, of my favorite no, players um, in the league, for sure. I, I'm sold on Bam. Uh, we all know that. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, you to- like I was I was a non-believer um, after that first season. I was like, yeah, sure, bam. Um, but you were on it from the rookie season, and that to me is your best call ever. There's not a few of them, you know. We know that, but it's a good one. <laughs> I'll cover that. that. Who did you have number two? Um, I had um, Luca. Luca, okay, yeah, yeah well, I- fair enough. Luca's a tricky one. I mean, it's like he was borderline all-star last season, um, was the driving force of that offense last year, but he's a, probably he's, he's going to be end, probably end up a top five MVP can, like in the ballots. Um, he's leading the best offense in the league at 21 years old. Um, like, I don't even know what to say, man. Like, he, the shit that he was doing this year was out of this world, and it's tricky because he was kind of doing some of that last year, but man, I couldn't hand. I couldn't. I, you turn the TV on every night, man, and he's doing crazy stuff. He's and like the game kind of slowed down a little bit. He increased his athleticism a little bit. Um, he's just a he's a master of the game. He's an absolute master of the game at 21. I cannot wait to see what this dude does for the next 10, 15 years. 
I have zero arguments. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> how can how can anyone? Yeah, I guess it depends more like what's your philosophy on the most improved award. Yeah. Well, I, I've got a different philosophy to you, it seems. Mm. So, yeah. well, who do you who do you have third? Uh, Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. I, I mean, had a feeling again, right? Like first year All Star, jumped from eighteen point a game scorer to twenty four a game on pretty efficient shooting, like just became lead lead offensive player on a borderline playoff team in the West. Um, underrated defensively, or just like, I think he's a good defender as well. Yeah, he's he's awesome. I, I mean, I, him and Tatum I kind of had here in the same kind of spot, Jalen Brown, um, a few other guys, um, but I had Brandon Ingram here. Who, what, what about you, Beatty? Who do you have as your... Your most improved. Uh, I also went Bam. Yes. Okay. I think we're all kind of on the same page there. I, I won't go on too much about him. I, I mean, my only, I, my only sort of, I guess, observation with Bam season is, yeah, like it's crazy how he has taken on this role of like he's now one of their their most important players, right? Like a year ago, you wouldn't say that about Bam Adebayo. No way. Adebayo and, and the Heat. No way. Yeah. So. It, it, I think that's probably the the biggest sign for me that yeah this guy's he's had a monster year and and certainly in terms of improvement from gauging how his 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 season was the year before to now um, that's it's probably the biggest leap. While the, the the numbers are not quite as sort of phenomenal as say the jump that say Luca or Brandon mm. Ingram or some of these other guys have made, um, you know certainly his role for Miami is is so important. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I think that. Defense, like he doesn't like he has a couple of steal, like a block and a steal a game, but his defensive impact is on another level relative to the switchability. There's no guys. stat for that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my um, num- my number two was Ingram. Yeah, I'm, your boy. I'm a massive Ingram fan. Yeah, I, yeah. I I I nearly I tried to talk myself into putting him as as my number one guy, but it Ooh. was it was tough. I I don't think I could have. I think Zion coming on for for the Pelicans a bit later in the season probably took a little bit of pressure off Ingram, mm. and maybe the numbers would be a bit better. Say if Zion just sat the whole year and Ingram kind of had to put the team on his shoulders the whole time, then maybe maybe it would be a different story. But uh, I don't know. I think overall for the Pelicans, you have to be excited about the future, right? Between those Dude, two guys, yeah, yeah. And Zoe was. I mean, like Zoe. Zoe is. He might come up in another. I don't think he will, but he might come yeah. up in. Ooh. I think I actually know it was this. It was this one. It was most important. Yeah, I was going to say, where have you got him? <laughs> he race. Um, no, yeah, yeah Zoe's Zoe's another in like in this category definitely deserves a mention. Honorable mention, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then my did last, you have Luca at three? No, I didn't. I so my oh. thing with Luca is that I, I I struggle to pick second year guys. It's kind of just a rule. I, I've heard that from other people before, and I kind of agree with it because I think that. Often that second year guys, I mean, you're supposed to improve, right? Sure. I mean, sure, the, I Luca is the tricky one though, is because he he came in red hot already. Exactly. Like, he, had, like he he almost made the All Star game in his rookie season, which is unheard of, really. Uh, in the mm-hmm. last, like, when does that happen? That never no. happens. Never. So, never. like, I I don't know. I, that that's why I kind of, from a numbers point of view, you can't argue with it. But it's, sure. it's just more of a that's my philosophy yeah. on how I'm yeah. picking it. Yeah. So I went with um I went with Siakam for my other one. Oh, oh no, no, that's fair. I think a previous winner. Yeah. Well, mm. I, mate, let's I go. Jump. 
let's do it again. I, and it kind of goes <laughs> back to what we were talking about with nurse in the coaching category where obviously you lose your, uh, your undisputed best player in Kawhi Leonard and Siakam's really just sort of stepped up and his output has increased to, to sort of cover that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Siakam's been awesome. Was like early early season MVP candidate. Dropped off a little bit defensively maybe this year, but man, he's leading the, the second best team in the East. You can't, yeah, again, can't argue with that. Can't, can't um, knock that one. Another um, dope name. So <laughs> these guys can't argue with it. Joshy well, Boy. I've, I've gone uh, offshoot of you, Jake. I've Ooh. gone Luca as my third place. Oh. Bam in my second place. Whoa. And I've given Ingram the most Whoa. improved player. Wow. <clears throat> and I've done, I've done this for philosophy reasons. Mm. I don't. I don't disagree with your picks and I understand why you've picked them. So I don't mm. want to knock them at all. But yeah. my interpretation of in this instance, I thought in the case of Bam and Luca, I feel this year, while they have absolutely improved, they're just better versions of what they already were. Whereas in in my perspective with Ingram, he's straight up added new things that he didn't have before. Whereas, so like Bam, for instance, I feel is playing quite similar to he did last year, maybe a bit more efficiently, but it's all the same stuff. Well, he's just, he's just getting the, the minutes now. Yeah, Luke is the same. He's doing the same sort of thing he was doing last year, just better. But Ingram is doing actually completely different things to what I saw from him last year. And he, well, before Zion did come back, he was lighting it up and he was yeah. carrying the team on his back and he gets my points for that. I th- oh man! My, my thing with that is right, and I, I I think the Lakers are probably I want to say the worst team in the league. If you're a rookie, if you land, if you get drafted to the Lakers, you're probably you're probably loving life, but at the same time, like they just don't develop young talent. Look at look at mm. the drafts that they've taken. Look at the the rookie picks that they've taken over the last five years, and they've pretty much all left. They're all gone mm. now. And obviously that they, the idea there was to bring AD in, right? But I think mm-hmm. that you've got a good coach in Alvin Gentry now in New Orleans and you've got opportunity and you've got minutes for guys, whether it's Lonzo, whether it's Brennan Ingram. And I think it's just more I, – I probably lean towards more it's, it's that opportunity to allow them to, to, to show what they've got. Well, maybe may, that could very well be the case. But Ingram took his opportunity. Oh, yeah. And yeah. He, showed, he showed me he's got more than what – I thought he did. So mm-hmm. he's, he gets my pick. Look, can't argue with it. It makes me slightly nervous for my Bam Adebayo pick. I'm still on the fence about um, whether or not I cash out or try and hedge. Maybe I'll have to put the, uh, the question um, to, the, to the audience. I mean, like, Bam could very well win the award. I, I have a feeling voting-wise he's going to win our award. Yeah, I think so yeah, as well. So you never know. I need, we need, we need, I need some of those, like, Zach Lowe, Bill Simmons award podcast to come out and look at them as soon <laughs> bam, as they drop. Bam. And then I can be like, that's because that, that swings it. Like I, I like they, they're in the media. They're the ones who vote. So um, give Jake some extra get, p- gambling money for the playoffs. Maybe. <laughs> Gamble did, did you guys have any other honorable mentions? Um, I, uh, a lot. Yeah, a lot. For me. Um, Jalen Brown. Yeah, Jalen and Tatum, both of them took massive leaps. I think 
if I was going to pick in a like a someone right now for next year, it's going to be Jalen because of Tatum's like massive explosion in the last bit, and we'll see what happens in the playoffs. T- Jalen kind of got left behind a little bit, but he's been so much better than last year. Like his handle for the first three years of his career was the, like all over the place. He drives to the rim like he didn't really have a feel for when he had to change speeds or kind of alter the way that he was attacking. His like his feel for the game, which is something that like I was unsure you could learn and work on, has gotten so much better. Um, he's attacking the rim with change of speeds, pump fakes, turnarounds, it, awesome. And then obviously you've got the the borderline all defense level kind of wing wing play. Next year, he's gonna win it. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big call, man. We'll hold you to that. Hold we'll come back to this. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Um, um all right uh, okay. how about you guys any like zoe was a good one that like he he's been really good yeah, since. I, I, I would have mentioned shea gil just alexander yep yep but he's, he's a sure second guy second yeah. year guy that yeah. goes against your philosophy josh you can't say him. my philosophy not his philosophy <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry wrong wrong person um, I, I i i really enjoyed kelly Ubre this season mm. i think uh, that, no yeah I, no no really, why not What's wrong with Kelly Oubre? Yeah, I I can't I can't shake the feeling of empty numbers from the guy. They weren't empty this year, though. I, I don't even think it's a numbers thing with him. I think it's more that on that roster you've obviously got a big in DeAndre Ayton, you've got a guard in in Devin Booker, and he's the wing. And I think that he is he's he, he's playing a lot bigger. He's he's looking to attack the rim, and I think that sort of balance between if those are your three young guys and you can hold on to those guys. Um, hopefully, yeah. right? You can build. And a, bridges. Yeah, bridges is a, yeah exactly. Yeah, bridges is another good one. No, I and Ubre man, like I don't know if it's as far as irrational confidence dudes go. Yeah, man, like he's got and he posterizes dudes. So yeah, he's he's, he's, he's like a super athlete. Yeah, and he's got super long arms, so he can um Gets just in the passing lanes. Whoa, monster monster yeah. jams from Ubre, and then he's just flexing and he's so skinny it's hilarious um big yeah great night no, great call any um options for you joshy no i would have just gone with shay as my honor yep. honor honorable mention nice one um, um we're down to the hairy end of the awardees here now though yep. fellas yep we've just got yep. defensive player of the year and mvp yep um okay might as well roll straight in defensive player of the year for me in the first spot Giannis. Antetokounmpo. Okay. I mean... No no explanation I mean, really what needed. Do you, what do you do, right? I mean, he's... They're, they've got the best defense in the NBA by defensive rating. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, he's the defensive anchor. He can play one through five. He There's not a single dude, maybe Kawhi, when he's really turned on, but you can put Giannis on anyone. And yeah, you're gonna feel good about it, and because he's so long and athletic, he plays the four or the five or wherever. But he's and he's able to play this center field free safety thing, yeah. and get back to his shooter just so easily. It's mm. wild, um, and he makes everyone else on the team better by being so good at, at covering so many positions. Um, yeah, look, and yeah, it's Giannis. What do you got, number two? Um, Ad. Yep, I mean they've had a they've got the third best rated defense and they've been 
awesome defensively all year. He's a monster. He is. What do you? I think. I think he's. If it weren't for AD, like say they didn't have AD and they had someone, you know, just as good offensively, hmm. you know, just as good a running mate, blah 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 blah. They wouldn't nearly be as good defensively. He's like pushing LeBron to the wing to go defend players. He's monster at the rim. He's switching onto smaller guys. Mm -hmm. It's contagious. The whole team is buying into his energy. Well, I think similar to Giannis, he does that where by him being so good, it exactly makes everyone better. So LeBron's able to go back to that more free safety type position, which is his, that's, that's where he's best, right? Like one-on-one LeBron can turn it on from, you know, and random possessions throughout a game, but his best is when he's using his IQ, being able to play off like that. He's an anchor. When you talk about defensive anchor, yeah, that's AD. An anchor. That's AD. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong. Um, and then, look, number three, does anyone want to take a guess? Rudy Gobert. Marcus Smart is back for more. <laughs> <laughs> he's back for more. Marcus, yeah, yeah. Um, look, Talk about defending one through five. There's not a guard in the NBA that has a highlight reel defending centers and blocking. Like he blocked Jared Allen and Bam Adebayo at the rim. Like he is an absolute monster for someone who he's, plays. He's one of my favorite defenders in the entire league. I'm with you here. Man, he, when when it's a tight game, there's a 100% chance he's going to make a play um to help win the game. Whether or not they win the game, you know, that. Close no, you want him out there. Yeah, Dude, yeah, I'm with you. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with the Celtics closing lineup because in close games, you want Smart out there to, because defensively he's going to, he's going to make stuff happen. Um, dude, he's going to make the all-defensive all team last year. Or he's going to make the all-defensive team this year. Um, they need to switch this award so guards have a chance to win it. I don't know how because this guy deserves a, deserves, um, a better... I don't know, a better shot at actually winning the award. Um, but yeah, Marcus. I've, I've nearly got the same as you. I've got Giannis as my defensive player of the year for obvious reasons. He's just, I mean, if you're the best defender at maybe all five positions on the court, then chances are you're going to be in the running, aren't you? Yeah. Um, what you Anthony Davis is my second, and I've got Rudy Gobert third, but I it, that was really a placeholder pick. Like this was yeah. a two-horse race for me. Yeah, I mean, Rudy. Rudy's a legacy guy. I mean, and they've got... Well, he's a legacy guy, and the Jazz still have a great D. His numbers are still good. You can't really say he's undeserving, but the other two are... They're the 11th ranked defense. Um, But yeah, go on, Bait Dog. What do you got? I'll just talk about Rudy quickly because I obviously I watch a lot of Jazz. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, he has dropped this year. The Jazz dropped a little bit, I I think. And I don't know. My I And it's sort of was a parallel with what Houston are doing, not playing a center anymore. But I, I, I'm a bit scared about Rudy and the future and whether mm-hmm. or not he still has such a significant role in the league. Mm-hmm. I, there's I mean, probably a decision that the Jazz don't want to make anytime soon, but at the same time, they're probably going to have to because it's, I mean, I mean, when Rudy Gobert is at his worst, I mean, you can throw some Roy Hibbert comparisons out there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure when the, the Rudy... And um, Spider Mitchell beef was happening. The Jazz were thinking about which one they may have to pick, Mate, and I'm pretty going. sure it wasn't Rudy. Like it's still going the beef, man. They they don't they don't get along. Rudy was being a bit of a whingy whingy bitch this year. 
um, not mm. getting enough lobs and all that kind of stuff and putting his uh, whinging his way back down the court. And as much as I love Rudy, you, you compare him to some of the other sort of real like top level centers in the league and it's offensively, he's still so limited. And mm-hmm. he, uh, obviously this is a defense award, right? But it's just like if the Jazz have to make a decision, like it's, you, you know, you know, no you know where you're going. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my three points was, was Giannis. My two points was Davis. I'm, I've matched his both there. Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah. I kind of want to riff a little bit on what Jake was just saying about like how do we get guards in, in more involved yeah. with this award? Because it's like I – maybe it's a little bit biased, but I, I really enjoyed watching Ben Simmons this season. Mm. from a defensive end mm. um, I, I i had smart on my short list as well which is you know Good. it's probably the only celtic on my entire short list across <laughs> all of these categories but he was <laughs> um, <laughs> i i mean joel Embiid is a guy who's always sort of featured on on in these discussions the last few years mm. i this was another one of the categories that i didn't really have the my my third option so i don't really I probably yeah. would lean. I probably give it to Gobert as well, purely because I still think yeah. that, as you said, Josh, that he had moments this season where he he is their defense. Really, mm. you, mm-hmm. you, they they will the the outside players will will sort of funnel the opposition into the paint, and he just he owns that paint. Precisely, that's why he got my one vote. Yeah, Ben is a great call. Mm. I, I I mean, I still have wet dreams thinking about that All Star game. <laughs> where Ben and Tatum were on the same team and they were just mm. buzzing around, absolutely Dude. stifling whatever the other team was doing. Like, oh, that was amazing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Dude, then <laughs> it almost happened. And I, Thank it, God. It should have happened. It should have happened. Yeah. happened. Thank the Lords. He, my um, young Bostonian son is in <laughs> Um yeah. But... Uh, Dude, yeah, those two guys. I, yeah, that's the thing. Like they, they, the IQ on defense. To as we've talked about with Giannis and Davis and LeBron as well, playing that free state. Like the way that he flies around yeah. and can, and dude, he can. Like when you talk about one through five, he can do it. Ben's right mm. there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he can do it. Maybe better than anyone if he mm. buys into it. Mm-hmm. Um, mate, with the rumors are on again. He's shooting threes. Yeah, I'm he sure. might play power forward when they I, come back. I like the rationale that, oh, they're going to be playing in an empty gym. So, you know, yeah, no, I, one, no one's going to boo you or heckle you if you miss. So just I, get them up. I know, right? Hey, it'd be, le- it'd be less pressure on me. If I was Ben, I would be shooting more threes in an empty gym. For sure. Just stay off Twitter, man. That's, that's it. <laughs> Don't read it. That's it. I'm, I'm, sure, right. I'm sure we'll cover that uh, next week. Fellas, should we break into the the big wigs here? Yeah, the I mean, reason the reason all this is coming to fruition in the first place. I know, but Who I almost is MVP of the league. I mean, it's almost anticlimactic to me. It's obvious. It's the big dog. He's going to win Defensive Player of the Year and MVP. I think it might be the first time ever that it's happened, or it's first time since Jordan. Yeah, I think first time since Jordan. That's right. Yeah. It's this, of course, of course, the goat. Have you both got Giannis there? Yes. I mean, I went with LeBron. Oh wow. I went with LeBron. I think the voter fatigue's over. You've been drinking the Lakers. that ESPN Kool Aid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah push it. You know he doesn't get extra. No, nah, but dude, thirty-five. I know, but uh, he might get extra points because he's thirty-five. He might get extra points because he's in LA. He might get extra points because he's not, you know, 
there's no all these stories about him trying to meddle with the front office and pick coaches. He's just being a good boy. He's playing hard. He's getting, you know, these are my brothers. They're my my young warriors. He's doing it. He's had to do it. He's for doing Kobe. his thing. Yeah, it, it, I, like I'm, I'm. Which is it? I want it to be Giannis again. I want it to be Giannis again. But LeBron has been really good this year. His team's been really good this year, and I think there's enough of a narrative that he is the MVP of the league. Look, I mean, he's he's who I've got second. Mm, but I've got Giannis second. This yeah. is another two-horse race for me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, look, LeBron's – I cannot believe that he's – I mean, I, I I can't believe it, I guess. But, like, the fact that he's doing it at 35, he shouldn't get extra points because he's 35, but it is crazy. Yeah, I know. And that's it. We both just said it now. It is crazy. It's crazy. Which means we're not the only two thinking it. Oh, well, God, no, we're not the only two thinking it. I'm seeing it all over the internet. It's, yeah. It's frustrating because um, Giannis should get it. Um, but, like, but really, if if I, the way I saw it was, Giannisless Bucks are still a half decent team, mm-hmm. but LeBronless Lakers I think would be much worse than Giannisless Bucks. Yeah, it's probably a good point. I mean, they're basically the Pelicans of old. If if you yeah. take LeBron off that team, right? Yeah, and exactly the the award is most valuable player. It's the reason why Derek Rose won it instead of Dwight Howard all those years ago. Plain and simple, if he wasn't on the team, they wouldn't be there. Well, so I mean, you can make the argument LeBron really should have won that year, but anyway. Well, you could. Yeah. You could. Well, the thing is, you could make yeah. the argument LeBron could win any year. Yeah. Exactly right. I mean, I mean look, he, he, he's leading the league in assists this year 25, 10, and 8. I mean, what is what is this dude? Do you, when, yeah. do, you, do you think there'll be a drop off next year? When will the drop off start to happen? Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it will. Not I really next don't. year. Look, I think we're just seeing it now all over like different sports. I mean, I'm a big Patriots fan and yeah. um, Brady's going into his age 43 season. He had a down year last year, but you know, I think that was a, that's, it's not a football podcast, but that's a lot of other reasons there, but he's 43. He won the Super Bowl at 41 years old. Like, and, and he is the opposite of an athletic freak, right? He just takes unbelievable care of his body and LeBron takes unbelievable care of his body and he's an alien. Or a cyborg, or both. It's unclear, mm. but like I like, don't see I, it. I it, the, it, if he's thirty-five and he's still able to do all this. What's what's thirty-eight then? You know, well, like, well what's that's three that's more different. Like three more years, I do think maybe then. But go ahead, Beatty. No, well, that I was kind of leading into that. Like, what is the sort of blueprint in a in a basketball sense? Like, mm. I, I think he could he'll still be in the league at thirty eight. He's not retiring in the next three years, right? No, but no, what does he look like? Is he is he is he still sort of playing point guard? Is he is he has he resigned to just being sort of more in the post? Is he sort of mm-hmm. doing more of a Tim Duncan thing towards the end for the Spurs? Like, yeah, who knows? Like, seriously, who knows? He can play point guard. He can play if they. If they said to him, LeBron, this off season, put thirty pounds on. We're moving you. You're a big man from now on. Then he could do that. Like he, but like, as like playing point guard, right? So he, let's say he loses, you know, twenty percent speed. It's not happening next year. Maybe when he is two seasons away, he loses twenty percent of his athleticism. Then which that's is when he, that's when he moves to big man. But you don't even have to move him to big man. He's just a giant point guard. He still has all this IQ. He can still run pick and roll better than half the league or way yeah. more than half the league, right? Like, and then you've got Davis 
in the middle of like Davis is just entering his prime. We kind of forget that, right? He re-signs. Davis mm-hmm. kind of does take over as the best player. And they kind of build like to be man, this roster can get better. Like they, they've only just made these trades. You re-sign Davis. You start to do a little they have no draft picks, right? But like um you've got LeBron and Davis entering his prime. I can I I mean, dude, I don't see LeBron can be forty and have this IQ get better at shooting like put on some of that weight and then Bronny gets drafted and then it's game uh, over. That's it. That's it. I and think that, that's, I don't that's know. Though. My, my question though, right. Is yeah. You made the point that Davis is maybe as soon as next season will be the, he'll be the number one guy on the Lakers. Right. Hmm. So how do you give a league MVP to the number two guy on, on the team? No, but I don't think he is right now. I think LeBron's still the number one guy right now. But so Jan, so on Jan, in Giannis's case, who's the number two? Milton. Like LeBron's yeah, had the benefit right, of, yeah. of Davis in this. In you could even argue that Coach Bud is number two on that team because they'll find another Maybe number two if Middleton went down. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, if we've all got LeBron or Giannis as our one and two, who have we got three? This is I struggled. I this is another one that I left blank. I've got a few names on the short list. If you guys want to read some names out or what you guys did. I just had Jokic. Standings is the reason why. This was one and two for me. Um, I had Luca in there. Like Harden. That's fair enough. Again. Um, Tatum, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Um, obviously. Um, but yeah, man, like it's LeBron, Giannis, and then you got Luca Harden. I mean, Jokic is a great one. Embiid didn't get in there this year. Um, Siakam Kawhi missed too much time, right? Yeah, Kawhi's probably, probably, yeah, he probably he makes my top five. Actually, forgot about Kawhi. There's um, guys like CP3, Damian Lillard. Yeah, I think yeah, both of those exactly. guys honorable mention. All the superstars just below LeBron and Giannis are the next honorable mentions, but like. Two-man race and what a race it is. Okay. It sounds like we're ready to go through our winners here, Snakey. Yeah, Do you want to so run us through award the champions? Let's count it up here. Um, who are the Backdoor Cut Player Awards 2019-2020 COVID-riddled season? <laughs> Starting with Coach of the Year, Nick Nurse with eight points dominating the field. The next closest was Eric Spolstra with two points. Um, and then we had a mix of oh, Billy Donovan got two as well. And then, um, then it was just a mix of Vogel and Bud had three. Uh, D'Antoni and Bud must have come second then. Yeah, yeah equal second. Sorry, equal yeah. second. Look, it's basically it's Nurse with eight, and then there's a mix of two points and three points for Spo, Bud, Donovan, um, and D'Antoni. So, yeah. Well, con- congratulations, Nick Nurse, the backdoor cut. 2020 coach of the year off to a rocky start as far as calculating numbers go after first place um unsurprising by me um, hey but if you're not first you're last <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly exactly this is the easiest one i think i've nailed this <laughs> the biggest number jar morant nine <laughs> points rookie point. of the year flawless rookie of the year absolutely unanimous 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 rookie of the year first unanimous rookie of the year of the backdoor cut history i mean what else can you say what else can you say? Um, Zion Williamson, the young phenom, the NBA's golden goose, who's left the bubble, second place. Second place. 
We hope he's back in the bubble soon. Hope his family's doing yeah. well. Um, Playing more than 19 games. Yeah, exactly. And then we had a mix of Nun and Hero. Hero got third place. Um, we'll, say, we'll say Heat. Yeah, Heat. Heat. Heat, 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 yeah. heat rookie. Heat rookie. Um, Duncan Robinson as well. And this is, this is just an absolute shit show. Um, Schroeder, three points. Trez, three points. Lou Wield takes the W, though. Four points. Four points. Four points. Gets our sixth man of the year. Well exactly. done, Lou Williams. Exactly. Um, I mean, that's a legacy win. I mean, can't play a lick of defense. Um, I blame Josh for this one more than anything else. That's not a legacy win. He's <laughs> more than deserving. <laughs> Sometimes the voters get tired in some categories, and in other categories, they just can't seem to get enough. <laughs> they can't quit. They can't quit. I will vote Lou Will every year until this show is finished. Fair enough. Here's another easy one for me to calculate. Bam out of bio, most improved player of the year. Come up to the podium. Yeah, you deserve well done. it. You deserve that, it. That'd be eight points, hey. That'd be eight points for Bam. And then we've near got unanimous. And then near unanimous. Um shockingly, Josh did not give him a first place vote after riding him from his the get go. Yeah, I know. Ironically, yeah. I'm the one that didn't put him most improved player. <laughs> Um, and then second, it's because it's because I already thought he was so good. Oh, that's fair. And to you, he's been an all star from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, second place, Brandon Ingram, well deserving. Bi, um, we all had him on the ballot. Yeah. And then um, Luca was not on all ballots, but he gets third place. Um, nice. Siakam was an honourable mention here. Boom. Another easy one for me to calculate. Defensive player of the year, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Was that unanimous? Unanimous. Yes. Another first in backdoor cut history here, Giannis. Our rookie of the year and defensive player of the year. Too easy. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. AD with second and then legacy pick, Rudy Gobert. Um, Should be Marcus Smart. Um, But... (laughs) (laughs) You can give it to him. I'm I'm happy. All right. I'm going to write it in then. Back to the official. (laughs) Marcus Smart. Smart. Excellent. Um, and then MVP, near unanimous, um, but like unanimous from a first and second place perspective, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the first ever since Michael Jordan to do it. Wow. Says a lot. That says a lot. That's a big, that's big. That's huge. Defensive that's player big. of the year and MVP. That's big. I mean, what's the, what, who was the last back to back? Steph Curry? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then and that's hard, Steve man. Nash before him. Yeah, Nash, um, Larry Bird, what a hero, um, and LeBron James in second place. I mean, well deserving. What can you say? So to Nick Nurse, Jar Morant, Lou Williams, Bam Adebayo, Giannis, and Giannis again. Congratulations! Yeah. What are you? NBA 2020 award winners. Woo! Oh yeah! Oh <laughs> yeah! I'm feeling good. Feeling good. I think all of these are correct. Um, place your bets now before you you run out of time. Be my uh, my suggestion. Um, if if you're going to do that. If you're going to do that, um, I would recommend it. Um, <laughs> are we gonna get a, Are we gonna get a sneaky eight game post COVID lockout award season? Can Ooh. we get a set? <laughs> That's a good game? idea. Yeah, yeah. I'll do one for the only the twenty two only the twenty two teams that were invited. But you only you only get one pick. Yeah, for each one. All right. Yeah. yeah, let's see. Let's see. We, we'll try and yeah, exactly. Bubble, um, bubble re-entry. Bubble awardees. Bubble the bubblies. <laughs> the bubblies. <laughs> the bubblies. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right, fellas. Okay. 
Well, that was great, guys. I appreciate you both jumping on, doing these awardees. It's always a bit of fun. Mate, we've got this remote thing locked locked up, man. We're good to go. <laughs> almost, almost. Almost. <laughs> almost ironed out the kinks. <laughs> there hasn't been a single hiccup. Yeah, as far as as far as the audience knows. Exactly. Twenty eight gigabytes later. <laughs> yeah. uh, we uh, well, fellas, we didn't have to take any lasagna out of the stove this week, so. <laughs> I, I am gonna go eat some though. Yeah, mate, let's, oh, some hell yeah, let's do it. Until next week, you've been tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh Di Matteo here with Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. Peace.